0: My Q is only 159. Maggie's more intelligent than me?
1: That's right, because 167 is a bigger number than
0: 159. Do you see how that works? Yes, thank you. Four-finger discount, dude.
2: Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week, we are here to review episode FABF09. It is the 13th episode of the 15th season of The Simpsons. It is smart and smarter. I am Dando. And I
3: am Guy, the smart of this particular equation, which would make Dando the
2: smarter. No, you are much smarter than myself. Don't you worry. You know everything Uh, I to know about movies, at least.
3: I like to think we balance each other out. I like to think we're uh, peanut butter and jam. We're, we're a good combination. Two great tastes that taste great together.
2: For all you uh, Americans out there, peanut butter and jelly. That's red right, jelly. Can I be the jelly? Of course you can. Because I can't be the yes, peanut sorry. butter because I'll kill Nicola if I'm the peanut butter.
3: The, well, yes, we can't have that. <laughs> I, I will be uh, brown and lumpy. No, I sounds, <laughs> sounds delightful. <laughs> <laughs> ah, smart and smarter. Yep, what do you think, Dando? I enjoyed it. Pretty good. Yeah, that was four-figure discount. Yeah.
2: See you next week. <laughs> We're at that point now where it's just you're not going to you're not, you're not going to get classics. There will be occasional ones that you go, "Fuck, that was actually really good." But for now on, it's just going to be like, yeah, that was fine. It was good. It was enjoyable. I, I still haven't hit that moment. There's been a handful of episodes, but everyone keeps saying to me, oh, just you wait. Just, gonna you, wait. just you wait, <laughs> you to or, oh, just, wait just you wait till you get to season 13. Oh, just wait to season 14. Just you wait until you get to season 15. Well, it hasn't happened yet. I still think the episodes are perfectly enjoyable. And this was another one of them. I did throw out a sort of thing to myself as I was watching it, so I couldn't quite remember how it ended. I remember watching this one when it was on TV, but I couldn't quite remember how it ended. And I remember going... Oh man, do we really have to make Maggie smarter than Lisa? This seems a little bit far fetched, Mm. even for like season fifteen Simpsons. But I'm glad they brought that back to to the um what is it the status quo by the end of it. And indeed, I like the little the little tease at the end. It's like, okay, I know they said Maggie's dumb, but she's she's still the talented little child that we know her as. She plays the sax, and Lisa's like, not for babies. It's like, so we still she's still Maggie. She's just not the IQ of one sixty seven or whatever it was, Maggie.
3: Indeed, she's gifted. Yes, gifted. Say. Yep. Or,
2: you know, just a really good mimic. Who knows? <laughs> That's true. Yep, yep. I, I, I've realised I do like Maggie-based stories. She doesn't get that many. Because I remember being a big fan of, remember Mo Baby Blues? That was a really good episode. We both enjoyed that to the best of my recollection. Yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of fun. I think it was the finale of last season, but this one wasn't as good as Mo Baby Blues. This That was definitely better. But I, do, I still did think that this was very enjoyable. There was a couple of moments where I kind of went, Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure about that, which we'll get into during the review, but what are your thoughts? You, you, you thought it was fine? I did, I did. And
3: look, the more I think about it, I'm sort of looking at my notes here and realising, you yeah, know, this is a fairly, as we said about recent episodes, a fairly standard sitcom kind of episode. It's got a, yeah. you know, com- not a traditional comedy setup, but one that, we you know, you could see in just about any maybe live-action sitcom. Watch, watch these episodes in a vacuum. Yeah, but and maybe this speaks volumes about The Simpsons or maybe just about the advantages of doing an animated sitcom, Mm -hmm. Um, it was able to sort of take it and run in some... Take it to strange new places, as Barney might say. I mean, not even necessarily strange, but I like the fact that they threw in a sort of little black and white tribute to whatever happened to Baby Jane, for instance. You know, the whole sort of wheelchair down the stairs kind of business. Or, you know, the fact that the climax is set in this giant transparent
2: human body. Remember I was trying to tell you a few episodes ago how mum used to let me um, get these How My Body Works books and you used to get a body part? That's what it was fucking <laughs> like. It's a giant, ah. so it was a giant plastic out, like a casing of a human but you put the, the little body parts on the inside They used to all connect. That's what this giant thing looked like in the in the episode. That's what this looked like when it was finished. Yeah, well, I mean,
3: you wouldn't get a climax like that in an episode of, say, Growing Pains, no, or or The King of Queens, or Everybody Loves Raymond,
2: or anything like that. So yeah, it
3: it shows that The Simpsons has still got a few tricks adva- up its adva- level. advantages
2: by being animated, and and, and yeah. certainly
3: advantages, yeah, just by virtue of the of the medium that it's or the format that it's working in. Hey,
2: my favorite. So, what were your favorite moments from Smart and Smarter?
3: Uh, well, as as Um, previously mentioned. I did like the Whatever Happened to Baby Jane shout-out. That's a, um, for those listeners unaware, it's a movie from the late 60s starring old Hollywood legends Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. They had a few miles on the meter at this stage and they're, you know, playing combative sisters who were both in show business and now have sort of been spit out by the entertainment industry. They're living together in this uh, old house, got this very dysfunctional relationship. They're kind of at each other's throats. It's great. It's 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 really good. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciated that the show gave it a bit of a shout out. Um, what else do I like? <laughs> Listeners of the show know that I'm a huge fan of the Collar Tug. It's one of my favourite things of all time. Yep. Um, when So when Lisa was trying out her new personas and uh, one of them was the stand-up comedian, I love that she sort of dressed as... Seinfeld. As Seinfeld. Oh, that was kind of the look for a lot of stand-up comedians, just that smart cash, yeah. chinos, Bollies. button-down shirt and tie look, probably with sneakers. Yeah. And that was unisex as well. I mean, I think you had a lot of women... Uh, comedian's dressing like that as mm. well. So I love that she, you know, did the collar tug and the tie adjustment, two great... Um,
2: the, oh, yeah, I like that yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: two uh, notable stand-up comedian gestures. And just a great line delivery from Chief Wiggum near the end with, um, I keep forgetting the name of the deputies. Um, uh, Lou, Lou and, and Eddie, yeah. Lou and Eddie, the lovely Lou. Um, mm. <laughs> so... He sees a vase, but i am seen two people looking at each other. This may shock you, but you're both right. They
2: <laughs> 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 both look at each other like, huh? How? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love
3: that. It's like when, I think the, there's the comic book nerd version of that. Where it's like, are you looking at one Batman? No. Are you looking at Wolverine or two Batman looking at each other? Have you ever seen that one? <laughs> no, I haven't. I I oh. Actually, wait, no. Maybe or I maybe have. it's, are you looking at Batman or is it two Wolverines? Or are you looking at Wolverine as is, is it two Batman? I
2: can't remember. I know there is the, the two different Spider-Mans pointing at each other, but that's just the imposter Spider-Man or whatever. That's what I'm thinking of. That, I'm, I'm also thinking of that, Um, it's, it's nothing to do with what you're talking about, but it's that meme of Wolverine sitting in bed looking at the frame. And everyone, have you not seen that one? It's from the animated okay. series, I believe. And it's Wolverine laying in bed and he's holding up this frame and then people, so you see the back of the frame and uh, Wolverine's mm. face and the next shot is from his perspective looking at the frame and everyone always puts something that they miss in that frame. <laughs> um, no, that's good. But I really enjoyed, so the, the phonic frog, I think it was called, when Homer was asleep. Z, 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 Z. That was good, wasn't that? <laughs> And a bit of a soppy moment, but I just really love real moments in The Simpsons. And I really liked mm. when they were lining up for the, the preschool seeing a poo lining up, and Maggie said and Marge says, the only thing she should be worrying about is the raspberry monster. She blows a raspberry on it, making sort of laugh. And I'm <laughs> like, I think just being a parent makes me appreciate those moments more. And I'm like, that's awesome. It's just it's just such a wholesome moment. It really
3: is, and quite frankly, you know that in, you've seen Blade Runner, yes, yes, yeah. You know, with Blade Runner, how they have that test at the start where it's like, yeah, you're walking along, you see a tortoise and all that. It's the test to show it, to promote an emotional. Whether response. you're a um, what do they call the um. The Voigt test.
2: No, but what, are, what are those? What are they? Oh, the te- the pictures. No, no, the, the people. people. The, the people. What are they called? Replicants. Replicants. Yeah, is testing whether you are a replicant or not. Yes. Yeah.
3: Here is a test to see if you are a replicant. If, well, not not a strange baby. Say it's a baby you are related to, or it's a friend's baby. Yep. But if you see a baby with an exposed belly, you have you have to give it a raspberry. <laughs> you have you to. Have to. <laughs> it's it's good for
2: you, and it's good for the baby. If the, if if you've got a child and they're ever upset, Raspberry Monster solves everything. Yes, Same indeed. with Guy. Same with myself. Nicholas, like <laughs> raspberries on my belly all the time it makes me feel much better. It's great. Uh, it, it's.
3: I, I feel bad that I've got all this testosterone hair all over me. It, <laughs> it
2: makes the it makes the raspberry a little less fun to deliver. Next question. You
3: there, eating the paste?
2: All right. It is now time for some trivia. But before then, Mr. Davis, we need to go through some Patreon outs of our twenty dollar patrons, who we love so dearly, don't we, Mr. Davis? Adore every single uh, one of them, except maybe Jordan Mileman Richie. That guy
3: could fuck off. Oh, oh my!
2: No, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> we... Shout outs to Jordan Mileman Ritchie. <laughs> fuck off, Andrews, uh, <laughs> Sally, Kimberly, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Steamed Ham Champion, Dylan Haggett, Zach Pruitt from the You Can't Disappoint A. Podcast community podcast Christopher Derby Timothy Berelson Joel Yaland Jordan well, my Richie once again I threw to the the top of the list he got it <laughs> twice I think he's been mentioned like six times now that's a lot of shoutouts Katie G Daniel Kotnick Shannon Hofer Jenna Rice Reese Roberts Adam Sanderson George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts Sean D V, Bella Winterbank David Stewart Tom Pickering Mark Boston Burgess Grand Skipper Noah, and Declan Phoenix. Thank you so much, guys. We love each and every one of them. Don't we, Mr. Davis? You are
3: all my heroes, baby.
2: <laughs> That's it. That's all you can do? You don't know any That's other words the- of that song? I'm not going to take away any anyone's pain. <laughs> That's. Um, i got too much other stuff to do. We need to get um, some more $20 patrons. By the way, when are you going to send through that uh, Mr. Bojangles?
3: <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that,
2: wasn't that uh, hinging on like us getting... Like a bunch of feedback, or no one's going to do it. That, that that was for everyone who's a twenty dollars patron gets that video.
3: Oh, okay then. All right, well I'll, I'll get the phone ready and um, and do a little do a little number for you. Oh, I can't wait
2: to see this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sign up to be a patron to my own show just so I can get access to this. <laughs> <laughs> we also need to give shout outs to the following new members of the Four Finger Discount family. <gasps> Philip, new members? J- yes, Philip JT, who has upgraded uh, his pledge. Uh, actually, so he's not a new member, but he's just upgraded. Also to Phil Adam Bischel, Danielle Errett, Eden Babick, and Mr. Bo Wills. Thank you so much, guys, for joining oh, the Four Finger Discount family. Indeed. To quote the great movie Evil Dead, join us. Speaking of Evil Dead, I'm really enjoying uh, Bruce's character on Burn Notice, Sam.
3: He's good, isn't he? He's
2: really good. Yeah. I'm really enjoying Burn... You know what I like about Burn Notice is that... It's one of those comfort shows where you know they're always going to get the bad guy in the end, so I'm I'm never panicking. I'm just like, it's all right. Shit's going bad. doesn't matter. They're going to get him in the end.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's nice to know a little bit about the characters and their relationship and all that, but you can just jump in at any episode, really.
2: Yeah, it's really good.
3: You don't need to know the whole mythology. It's just, you know, Michael Weston and his Irish... Gal Pal and Bruce Campbell just getting up to antics in yeah.
2: Miami. It's available it's now on Disney Plus of all things. So yeah, Bird knows, I highly recommend it. It's really, we're really, really enjoying it at the moment. But trivia. Ooh, it is Bird our time knows. for some yeah. trivia of Smart and Smart. My first question is, Milhouse says that Lisa, when she's a goth, looks like a fan of which team? Oh. I don't know. Oakland Raiders. He does. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I guess they they black sweaters. I guess so. Actually, I, I just said one of my other favourite moments that I forgot to mention before. We found her on a giant tongue. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Your my first, first question, question to yes. you.
3: Where, with her, with her IQ, where mm-hmm. could Maggie
2: teach? Florida State? Florida State? Mm. My next question is the cops all go to get what? Smoothies, smoothies. That's right. <laughs> uh,
3: name two of the three trees that have no bark. Ah, damn. Nah. Oh, maple. One of them. Yep. Oak. Is that a tree? Uh- <laughs> 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 that is certainly a wood. It, it's a tree, but it's not the one that we're looking of. Although one of the ones we're looking for does also have three letters in the name.
2: No idea. Ash.
3: Ash. And also pop. And also
2: poplar. Poplar, okay. My f- I could have asked you know who's your favorite employer. The patrons. <laughs> oh, yeah. My favorite. Uh, my final question is: What causes thunder, according to Chief Wiggum? It's angels bowling. Correct. I stop, stop asking Wiggum questions. He's your favorite character now. You know he yes. is. <laughs> I, I, I follow the the
3: uh, gospel of Wiggum. Yeah. I have more questions. All right, Hit just me with ask them. one. Mm-hmm. Can you name the three? Collection agencies uh, that uh yeah, d- um, Dr. Hibbert more. would send after um
2: yes, uh, <laughs> it would send after Homer. Omnipay is one. Mm-hmm. Try try something, try city. Mm-hmm. And the third one is I know it's like ints Oh, no, not going to insta something insta threat insta. Yeah, you got it. Yes. (laughs) You got them all. (laughs) I've beaten them all. Homer's beaten them all. and You've got them all. That was like me with like video stores. Oh, you think you can get the leafy, huh? Hey, movie land, video easy, blockbuster. (laughs) I've beaten them all. (laughs) (laughs) Were you ever like that when you were younger, when you had the late feast, would you just go to a different store? That's what I used to do. Yeah, I like, probably, oh, I'm yeah. going to sign up to this store. <laughs> like, eh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till the heat dies down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is now time that we move on from trivia of Smart and Smarter. And after this short break, we'll get into our full in-depth review of the episode. Yeah. Good news, everyone. Everyone's favorite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. Yes, it is Tales of Futurama. Each week, we'll be going back and revisiting every episode of the series, discussing the themes, gags, and all the Easter eggs you may not have seen the first time around. It's Tales of Futurama, available now exclusively at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date of Smart and Smarter was February 22nd, 2004. It was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Carolyn Amine. The couch gag was The Living Room is a moving rack scene in dry cleaning shops with the Simpsons all coming in and they're all in like the dry cleaning bags. There was no chalk gag this week, I don't believe. No, there was not. The episode kicks off with. I really like kind of random start. It has nothing to really do with the episode. It's just an excuse to get him out of the house. But Homer's trying to prank Bart with the squat and squirt, which Nicola quite enjoyed. That's why Nicola's really enjoying these season 15 episodes because she's got nothing to to base them off. But she thought it was quite funny. And it's just as Bart comes out of the bathroom, Homer's like, what do you mean? Why are you not covered in water? Why don't you sit on the toilet? I'm a dude. I
3: don't sit on the toilet. (laughs) The squat and squirt is essentially a bidet, isn't it? It
2: seems that way, yeah.
3: It is, isn't it? Which which I've never never used before. I was about to ask, have you ever used the bidet? No. I hadn't until I went to Bali for the first time with the lovely Louise a few years ago. It's like, hey, they've got the bidet. Let's give it a whirl. I was always like a bit dubious about it. Uh, And
2: I found it quite a a pleasant and cleansing sensation. Because in the Simpsons episode, Bart versus Australia, Bruno says, there's nothing wrong with the bidet, is there? And for so many years I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, What the yeah. fuck? Must be some sort of like random Australian thing. And then I was like, Oh Mum's like, That's the toilet. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well that's the thing I mean. We don't, we don't use we don't necessarily bidets. common in Australia. I don't think we use them in Australia at all, do we? <laughs> no.
3: Yeah. I'm, I mean I'm sure some people have had them installed, but uh Anyway, that's anyway, enough
2: talk about um, cleaning, cleaning one's butthole. Yes. But Homer tries to force Bart onto the toilet, but ends up getting pushed on himself and squirted. <laughs> and, then, and gets the ear. <laughs> yeah. And then Where's they, the ear? <laughs> they get into a big little, like, oh, not not a big fight, just sort of like a little tussle and using various things. This felt very sort of like retro, like, even like uh, Tracy mm. Ullman Short's Kind of I didn't, you know, didn't yeah. like the vibrating in his head and things like that. But <laughs> I like Marge ringing the door. Oh, it's old Lady Simpson. I always love it when they refer to Marge as like old oh, Lady Simpson. <laughs> Run for it! They they all get out. Marge is like, what's going on? And Homer says, we're taking you all out for pancakes. Pancakes. They arrive Yay. at the former Tower of Pizza, now known as Flapjack Stack, mm. which is a good name for a for a pancake it joint. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, has that ever happened in Geelong where they've just sort of covered over the uh, name of a business? Oh, they'd have to. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, there's such turnover in Geelong. No one can
3: make a go of anything here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Unless it's about football or... Crime. Crime, yeah. Everyone, uh, I like how it's here. You know, regardless of what it's called, everyone who works here still speaks Spanish. Thanks, Spanish. Then they look over and they see the big line for the pre-nursery school. What's the name of the school, by oh, the way? I forgot to write it down. What is it? Wicker Bottoms. Wicker Bottoms, that's correct.
1: we fool, work with the line? Oh, it's application day at Miss Wickerbottom's pre nursery school. Pre nursery school? The fast track begins at birth. That's it. Claw and bite for position. There's only enough tuition money for two. For the rest of you, better luck next life. That's a lot of pressure to put on a baby. All they should be worried about is the raspberry
2: monster. <laughs> Marge says, I don't know why you're doing this. It's just way too much pressure to put on the baby, which I completely agree. No pressure. I'm going to be one of those parents where, with school, I'm going to sort of make my kids aware that it's important that you do, it's important that you try hard. If you Mm. don't do well, but you're really trying, I don't care. But Mm. if you don't do well because you're not trying and you can do better, that's when I'll get annoyed. So don't pressure yourself if you don't do well. Just try your best. And if your best Mm. isn't quite good enough, that doesn't fucking matter. You tried yeah. your best. And also create an environment in the home
3: that is conducive to wanting to learn. Yes. That's my that's my philosophy anyway.
2: Says the man with no kids. But then we get the uh, the moment with Marge mm. Bond, the Raju monster. And I just had a big smile. And I'll go it. Nick, Nick had a big smile on the face watching this as well. I was like, this is just a really nice moment. Isn't and Hibbert points out that, you know, those schools, those expensive schools aren't for everyone. Very patronising of Hibbert. I was like, screw you, dude. Yeah, a little bit. I, I know Homer owes him $14,000, but still... <laughs> Piss off! <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> but yeah, be dick. But as, as Homer says, yeah, good luck trying to get that money out from me. It's not going to happen. Then we get Simon Cow, who apparently wasn't playing Simon Cow. No, playing a character named Henry. Yeah, who was just being Simon Cow and looked like yeah. Simon Cow. It was bizarre. Was dressed like Simon Cow. It was very yeah. bizarre. Yeah, it's odd that they would draw them to look the same, sound the same, act the same, but not just be the same person. <laughs> yeah, he was just talking down to everybody. I. Take it you're not a fan of Simon Cow. Mm, yeah, I can live with that. Look, you have to appreciate I, I, what he's done, what he's
3: achieved. Oh, certainly. And look, I'm not going to begrudge anybody making a buck. Uh, <laughs> and he was able to. On talent shows you've always had the hanging judge or the one you love to hate. The red sign who's like,
2: Hey hey, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So I
3: mean, it's as old as the as the genre itself. So you can't really sort of kick up too much of a stink about it. And I guess it's a sign that he was good at his job, that he was really kind of, oh He was
2: everywhere when American Idol started, man. When American Idol started really it was like when honestly, he was one of the biggest stars on television.
3: Indeed. So as they say, gotta respect the hustle. Um, even though, yes, I really wouldn't mind kicking this gentleman
2: square in the balls. <laughs> he comes over. Oh, hey, hey, Mr. Davis. Nice to finally meet you. You just run up. Take this, Cal. <laughs> square in the dinger. Anyway, but yeah, he's just being very mean. Toward- square in the plums. Very um, very mean to the kids. Just being Simon mm. Cow, And Marge, he says, "Who are you?" Marge answers for Maggie because obviously she can't speak yet. Lisa, uh, not Lisa. Uh, Nicole always uh, also enjoyed this. You know, she does talk. You know, when she wants something, she says "eh, eh, eh." eh. <laughs> I'm like, "That's that's Holly." <laughs> it's just, when kids can't speak, they're just like "eh, eh, eh." eh. Yeah, and you and you become an expert translator. Yeah, well, Holly's just starting to turn those sounds into words that resemble those yeah. words. Like for example, she wants a cracker. She'll go "cracker," so it's it's <laughs> not cracker. But it's enough where you go, okay, I know you want a cracker. And my God, is it making our life easier. <laughs> uh, I, um, I caught up with my
3: lovely sister Prue mm-hmm. and her husband Ross yesterday. And they are now grandparents oh, to the lovely little Mackenzie. You're a great uncle. I'm a great uncle. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and Mackenzie's an adorable little girl. And starting to, um, starting to talk... And, and you know she's got pop and ma and all that kind of single digit stuff, but mm. apparently she's got Despicable down. Despicable, yeah. Now she's either watching a shit ton of Minions yeah, or yeah. um. Wait, how old is she? I think she's coming up on two. Wait,
2: she she's not even two yet. She can say Despicable. Fair enough. That's. Pretty- I think I think her second birthday might be tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> might be tomorrow. Well, happy birthday! <laughs> I'm a great uncle. She's not, you know. It's a, we got a bit of distance between us. Like, can't expect to be to know every birthday. But, but so you know, when she's, when she's old, what's her name again, sorry? Mackenzie. So, Mackenzie, when Mackenzie listens to this in you know, 10, 20 years, great uncle guy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mackenzie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> we're still around. <laughs> well, we'll be up to season. Yeah. Th- 33 by then. And what's your name? Maggie. I'm sorry, Well, why are you answering for her?
1: Maggie doesn't talk yet.
2: Not a word.
1: Oh no no! She says lots of words. Like when she wants something, she says. Eh, 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 eh.
0: Maggie, we're not a mime school, so we can't take a non-talker. But here's some good news: the gap will always need sweater folders. I'm sorry we wasted your time, your lordship.
2: Marge is very concerned about this, and this was what this is very Marge. Marge would be concerned. She just she panics a lot. Marge, mm. and Homer says, "Don't worry, she'll just marry a grocer." That do not make much... Who steals from the kill? Let me finish. Jeez. <laughs> and Lisa encourages um, encourages Maggie. Oh, does she, does she encourage her? I think she does, doesn't she? She says, don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. In- in- invites, yeah invites her to come along to the... Um, to the tea party upstairs or something.
3: To the Malibu Stacey's Tea Party. That's right, Which yes. looks like a shit tea party with the... Hum- well, actually, hummus isn't bad. But... Um- <laughs> Tempeh and tofu at the, at the tea party? Yeah, not, no.
2: Not fun. But the roof collapses because they've got to turn off the shower head. That's <laughs> right. But luckily, takes are going to go out for tacos. Tacos. tacos.
3: Yay! <laughs> Which I love that. just
2: <laughs> Everyone's just instantly distracted by going out for food. It's like that, though. If you say, right, does someone say KFC? <laughs> it's just like, yay! Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, the, you know, we had that on Sunday morning. The lovely Louise and I went out to... Um, a ball Mm. for her kid's school. So I had to, well, first of all, I had to run around and actually find black tie. Um, But, you know, I was dressed up in a dinner suit and all that kind of business. We had a lovely night. There was drinking and dancing and all manner of fun stuff. And we woke up the next morning just like,
2: uh, let's just deliver a Macca's Macca's breakfast. (laughs) Did you see that meme that someone posted in the group of you say Macca's and Servo? That's right. that was one of the yeah. fucking funniest memes I've seen in a long time. I was discussing at work today all the um all the various words that some of our listeners don't understand, like Avo and servo, and yeah, mackers,
3: yeah. And they thought we were saying Maccas, mackers, M A C K E R S. Like, who are these mackers? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'd, I'd like to think that we explain or. Provide some background for some of the slang that we use. But if we don't, by all means, get into the
2: um, get on social media and say, what the fuck are you guys talking about? The good about? one's the um, taking the piss. <laughs> taking it wet. <laughs> but anyway, Melissa and Maggie having their tea party upstairs.
3: I was just thinking, that one of my favourite bits of Aussie slang, mm-hmm. and I, it, I think it may even be English as well, but I've, I've never heard English people use it. I've only heard Australians use it. Done a runner. Done a runner. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah,
2: I've done a runner. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it, it basically, good- it means when you... Yeah, go to a restaurant and you don't pay for it. You do a runner.
3: Yeah. I was thinking, I think that'd be like a great novel, a great title for a, like a, a crime novel. A series. Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> Done like a runner in London. Like a
3: humorous one, <laughs> like, you know, starring like Owen Wilson or something called Done
2: a Runner. I, I'd watch it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I might get working on that. Let's wrap this up.
2: Like the, maze? <laughs> is it the Maze Runner? But, or Run <laughs> the Run? Aussie one. The Aussie one.
3: Done a Maze Runner. <laughs>
2: We're at the tea party of Lisa and Maggie and this is where Lisa realises that Maggie is, what well, she thinks, a genius. But you know what is good about this episode? When you look about, look back on all the scenes upon reflection, mm-hmm. like this scene here, right, Maggie comes across like a genius when really she's just guessing. She's just guessing. Yeah. The blocks are just she's there. just grabbing the next block. She's just putting yeah. next block and, putting, and it's just coming out conveniently the way it should be. So it's it's very well written by, by Carolyn. It, it was pretty funny. That, you know, rice is a nice side dish. What about caviar? Price. Price. <laughs> <laughs> that was very, very well played.
0: Okay, for Malibu Stacy's beach party, we've got pita, hummus, tempeh, tofu. What other fun foods do we need? Ice? Did you do that? <laughs> okay, what's a good side dish? Rice? Why not caviar? Oh my God, you're not just smart, you're brilliant.
2: They return to the school to say, Look look, she's actually this smart and Cow says, All right, I'll give you the IQ test And she I think she she guesses how many eyes she has, so she's intelligent as a pig. But if you notice here, uh, when he says something about how many I think it's how many family family members do you have, something like that, she looks at Lisa again, but you don't see Lisa in the shot, she just turns her head and goes uh, back and you don't know you don't think anything of that in the moment, but when you're watching it upon reflection, you're like, Oh, she's looking at Lisa again, who's giving her the answer? So she says four, homer claps like a, like a dolphin. And then she arranges the arrows. I'm not sure how she arranged the arrows correctly so quickly without Lisa's help. N- nor can I. So I was like, oh, how, how do you do this? Because
3: I didn't- I couldn't I didn't work it out the... either. <laughs> no, no. But then I'm the guy who, all, every time I watch Die Hard with a Vengeance, I'm like, how the fuck do you do the, 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 the gallon jug thing? Oh, yes. <laughs> I never get it. So, you know, Jeremy Irons would probably just kill me or I'd, I'd blow up from a bomb because I'd be like,
2: "Nah." Forget it. Fucked. <laughs> Cal then calls in Philippa. And Philippa says, "Man, you can already teach in Florida State. Or maybe it's Cal that says it anyway. She's, she's so smart. And she's got an IQ of 167, which is amazing for a Christian. And Lisa is annoyed because her IQ is only 159. It's like, that, that means that means Maggie's smarter than me? That's right. You see, because 167 mm. is a bigger number than 159. <laughs> see how that works? Very, that reminded me of the episode moment uh, in Lisa's, Lisa's rival where he goes, Here's a ball. Perhaps you would like to bounce it. Jeremy's <laughs> eye. <laughs> 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 oh, got away from you, huh? You just keep at it. <laughs> so great. But Homer then suggests, maybe we can have another kid because we're getting smarter and smarter. Build a time machine, go back, and then we, we will never have kids. I was like, it's, it's, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you, you wouldn't ever want to do it, but sometimes in the moment where you're like, why did I do this? <laughs> so this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is the life we have chosen But I do like But welcoming Lisa to the others The others, yes We come back from commercial And the school have sent over a bunch of stuff Including advanced peekaboo All the different classes Advanced peekaboo, got your nose and other lies Lies As well as the bumper sticker Which I was going to put over the support our troops our troops <laughs> Then we get the t-shirts Which I quite enjoyed as well I'm with genius, I'm with jealous Lisa is now sad in her bed in her bedroom, you know. Oh, how great was this line from Marge? Why are you so sad, honey? Does did, did the last of something die? I was like, <laughs> that is such a Marge question. Lisa for Lisa. Line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: It reminds me of um, we were talking about memes earlier. <laughs> I saw. Have you ever seen the one it's, you know, got like some goth girl asking a question to someone else and they sort of cry a little bit and it's like No, no. I'm not explaining yeah. it very well, but it's like, anyway, the meme was like, oh, men have got no feelings or aren't touched by anything. And then it had below it this little nature tippet, which was, um, oh, this sound you're hearing. Yeah, this sound is this particular bird and the call that it's making is to a mate and the pauses are where the other where the other bird would chime in. It's silent because this bird is the last of its kind. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a picture of just this dude just go.
2: <laughs>
3: so that's what that reminded me. I'm not actually it made me sort of go because like, oh, he's
2: singing a love song and he's waiting for the you know, who's a good duet? What about the on the movie Duet? Huey Lewis and Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> okay, yeah, it's Huey Lewis waiting for the Gwyneth
3: Paltrow. And Gwyneth Paltrow never sings. You know, oh, it's- very sad.
2: Incredibly sad. What about uh, Elton John and... Uh, Kiki D. Kiki D, yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> don't go break in my heart. Heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's old even by my standards. Oh, everyone knows that song, though. True. But yeah, so Lisa, Lisa's not sad because something, the last of something died. No, she just, just doesn't know what to do with herself anymore because she was always the smart one. She doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know her identity. So Marge says, you know, you know who you are? Gives the note. You are Lisa Simpson. <laughs> I've already got this. <laughs> I could probably do without those moments. It was a funny little callback, but I don't know. Yeah. Just seems just just felt a little out of place, but whatever. Uh, then we get a really random line about Katie Couric from Homer. Yeah. How she escaped the circus and went for it. I was like, eh, whatever. Anyway, Lisa tries to um go to school and try her various new personas, including Ooh. the uh, the stand up comedian in the cafeteria. Which doesn't go well at all, does it? <laughs> it does not indeed, no. That
3: that material needs work.
0: Time to show them the new me. No one's happier and more well adjusted than a stand up comedian. How about these entrees? Stuffed cabbage? Can you believe they found a way to make cabbage worse? Ha <laughs> ha oh. ha. Alright. So what else is going on? Let's see. Hey. Why do they call them field trips? We never go to a field.
2: Oh, untrue! Last Thursday we visited a battlefield.
0: Uh, well, I'm embarrassed for you. The following ha ha is not from amusement, but an expression of contempt. Ha ha! Hmm. Okay, okay. Don't get discouraged. Every me they reject gets me closer to the me they'll like. What are you now, Lisa? An Oakland Raiders fan? It's called Goth, Eternally Clueless One. My new name is Ravencrow Never Smiles. Cool. We can be Goth together. We'll go to the cemetery and summon the Dark Lord by kissing and junk. (laughs) Okay. But first, you must apprentice by kissing the goddess Ironica. Uh, who lives in this rock? Do it for an hour, hour and a
1: half. Yes, my mistress.
2: Then she tries the cheerleader, the rapper, the soccer player, the soccer player, the cowgirl. Said a little while back. The Simpsons must have had a
3: bit of money to splash yeah. about because they, you know, throwing in the rhythmics. Who's that girl? For what? Ten seconds. If like, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you still got to pay a bit, bit, bit of a chunk of change to um, you know, Lennox and Stewart for that one.
2: Yeah. I I'd, I'd like to know whether these artists actually charge or whether they saw it as like free marketing but yeah so none of these go well as Skinner says to her you know you have tried a soccer player already and failed we're now on the school bus and this was the scene where I went oh this is this was just not a good scene this one here this was the one the only really sort of down part of the episode for me anyway mm-hmm. well Lisa and Bart discussing, um, discussing the situation and Nelson makes Bart roll on the floor and he says, "Floor baby, floor baby," which mm-hmm. I'm like, "This we've just had that joke last week. It was Springfield baby, you remember Springfield oh, baby." So we've just rehashed that gag. But then he calls Lisa gay, and she calls him out. You know, people who say that others are gay are usually hiding their own latent homosexual. Yeah, yeah. And then he bails out the door, and I was like, "That just felt. It felt very 2004, I guess." So it's it's like yeah, it's it's a shit scene. Looking back now, then we get Homer playing with his phonic frog, and. I like the little fake doctor note. He is too sick to come in to work today. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how anything that regurgitates back to you what you've said into the machine, those toys are always the greatest. So Elliot or Holly's got this toy now. We've all heard this toy. And it only costs us like $6, right? It's this blue Velociraptor thing. If you speak into it, it'll say back to you in like a high-pitched voice what you've said, right? So Elliot's got all these fucking dinosaurs, like 50 fucking new dinosaurs whatever, right? Everyone wants to play with this Velociraptor that says, I just farted. I just farted. Like, that is more (laughs) funny. That is funnier and more enjoyable to play with than any fucking dinosaur toy. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: must admit, it it does sound pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. So, this reminded me of that. Obviously, he's typing the words in and it's saying it back. But still, anything that talks back to you, those kind of toys, are the greatest. (laughs) (laughs) Maggie then asked Lisa for some help with the cards. And this is where Lisa gets caught trying to teach Maggie an incorrect word, saying this is dog when it's not dog. And I was like, Lisa, come on, pull your head in.
3: I know. It's very it's very sweet of Marge and, and very astute of Marge to say, you know, your sister
2: just wants to learn and be like you. And that's a good line, isn't it? Yes. It's very nice. Yeah. And I've seen some reviews of this where they're saying, this is so unlike Lisa, so she would never do it. I was like, well, she's eight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's funny. I've actually
3: written <laughs> written, Exactly that down in a little while, you know. When, um, when, well, we'll get to it in a minute. But <laughs> we'll talk about it then. But uh, yeah, important to remember she is eight years old, and of course we've seen a bit of a a jealous, jealous yeah. streak in 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 Lisa in in multiple episodes. This is not out of character at all.
0: <laughs> Fine, I'll help you with your stupid flashcards. Hmm. <laughs> Aren't you smart? Let's try another one. A little harder this time. Hmm? No, that's wrong. That's right. This spells
1: dog. Lisa! You were purposely teaching her the wrong word. Lisa, I'm surprised. Your sister just wants to learn and be like you. Well, maybe she needs a better role model. I agree with your mother. You are a disappointment to her -er. (laughs) Oma-er.
2: This is where we get the moment I believe you want to discuss with the dream sequence. It's just a bit that I liked very much. They always nail these, don't they?
3: They do indeed. Yeah, so, and um, look, there's a very good chance that a, uh, a young audience watching The Simpsons in 2004... What's all this about? Um, hopefully, they've got parents or older siblings or film nerd pals. Great uncle in the, in the <laughs> vicinity will say, eh, it's whatever happened to Baby Jane?"
2: But uh, yeah, she um, she runs away because, as she says, she's smart enough to know that Maggie is better off without her.
3: Indeed. Now that's where I wrote down. Look, a
2: little, eh, bit of an overreaction, but then again, she is eight years old. She is eight years old. Yeah, but I did love the z, 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 z. <laughs> The, the whole running away sequence felt, as he said, yeah, a bit far-fetched. It's like, come on, you don't need to run away from home. And then like the first night out, she's just like, oh, I miss them so much. And I was like, I've been away for a day.
3: <laughs> but but now, le- let's let's be honest, though. Most running away from
2: home... I used to get to the exp- letterbox.
3: Expeditions, and, yes, usually last an hour, yeah, tops. <laughs> if that.
2: And if they didn't come looking for you, you're like, have they forgotten about me? Me? <laughs> have, oh. they, have they moved on?
3: Have they, they've already replaced <laughs> me?
2: We're now at the Quickie Mart, and Lisa only has two cents. She says, people have started with less. Nope, never under a dollar, as Skinner points out. Skinner is just crushing dreams left and right this episode. Twice in this episode he's done that, yeah.
1: Now, this may not be the best time, but I'm supposed to give you this survey rating the effectiveness of the Springfield Police Department. Somewhat satisfied. I see. Well, maybe I'll just somewhat find your daughter, huh? Fine. Extremely satisfied. Looking good, boys. Now let's go get some smoothies.
3: When you're on the food app and you've ordered in your KFC or whatever, and, you know, next time it comes, it's like, were you satisfied with your order? Give us a thing. And I'm like, I'm always five star in it, pretty much.
2: Yeah, I don't think I've... I just feel (gasps) mean if I don't. Having said that, Mm. I'm not going
3: to name the place. But, you know, the other night I'm like, I can't be asked cooking. Uh, let's just get some garbage in. <laughs> and from, from which area of Geelong, so I can try and guess? From the CBD. Is it Huckster? No. Okay. No, let me listen. <laughs> but it's another burger joint, but I didn't get the burger. I got a hot dog. Cause of the, um, Not from you know, your favorite? No. Oh. No, I wish I had gone to my favorite.
2: Where do you, where do you get a hot dog from in town?
3: Uh, it's a place that normally does burgers.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. We, we can say it if we want to redact it. Let's let's, to, let's not say it. Oh, well, you say it and I'll, okay. I'll beep it
3: out. It's oh, I don't even know what that is. Oh, <laughs> it's it's like the people who do the, again, redact it. Um, no. <laughs> no, but it's a, yeah. A burger joint. A burger, a
2: burger, a burger you bought a hot dog burger joint town.
3: The burgers are normally pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, well, uh,
2: no, I don't really want a burger. Oh, but a hot dog might be good. It sounds like a, a good Chicago one. What were you expecting and what was wrong with it? So, what? What? When you ordered this hot dog, what were you expecting to be delivered? A nice, you know, soft bun, maybe a brioche bun, bun. bit yes. warm, yeah,
3: bit warm, good fat sausage, hot, uh, various condiments. Uh, and what, are you a sauce and mustard man for a hot dog? I'm a sauce and mustard. This was also going to have relish, mm. and um, maybe something else. And I got and the. The bun was, had been toasted, but now it was cold, and it was also a bit over-toasted, so it was, like, <sighs> stiff. And you can't
2: microwave it properly because it just, yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, the fillings were just garbage, and mm. the and the sausage was fine, but it was a bit cold. Was it a skinless one? No, no, it was like a bratwurst. Okay. Yes, mein Wienerhausen seconded them. <laughs> uh, uh, and, that's disappointing. I know, and next time the app came, I was like, you want to rate your meal at such a touch? You know what I gave it? Three stars. Three stars. <laughs>
2: that <laughs> made me feel like a big man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show those guys. <laughs> I'll never forget one time we were in um, near Ayers Rock. It's Uluru, I should say Uluru, and um, there's like a, there was shops there. It's, it's very um, very uh, commercialized. Silk, commercialized there now, yeah. And it was late lateish at night. It was like ten to nine. This place said it closed at nine. And Nicholas' dad, uh, Ray, wanted to order a um, a pizza, but because it was so close to closing time, like, no, nah, we're not we're not going to be cooking a pizza. We'll cook you something else, but not that. It takes too long to cook it. And he was like, I want a pizza. You're open. I want a pizza. He says close at nine. He's like, no, no, no. We're not going to we're not going to cook it. As we're going, I'm going to leave you a terrible review on TripAdvisor. And I was like, you tell him, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with Ray. <laughs> And it was like, the guy's face was like, "Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good times. Anyway, whenever I see someone giving a bad review, I just remember going, I'm going to give you a bad review on TripAdvisor. I was like, I fucking told him.
3: <laughs> oh, that, that, good on Ray for you know, sticking it so, You're open till nine. Cook me a fucking pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, you're
2: open. Cook the pizza. Okay. You can clean after you're closed. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so the, the cops get there. Get are uh, extremely satisfied with the result, and they go and look for Lisa. <laughs> Looking good, boys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now let's go get some smoothies Lisa then decides to start a new life at the museum. For what reason? What's the key reason? She'll never come oh. across her family there. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was because the Neanderthal man had no wang. Had no wang. That was the sign on the way in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> then we get the people all entering to see the the short film "Bark." The suit your tree wears. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was very weird here that Meg, uh, Lisa takes the pizza from comic book guy. I was like,
3: that's yeah, weird. look, especially after he said he was baking muffins as he as we speak.
2: So it's like, oh god, but, they're in the is. But is hot- Lisa vegan? Well, maybe it's a um. Uh, as if comic book guy's eating a vegan fucking pizza. Could've been, like, could I was have just been like, a
3: margarita, but yeah, probably not a vegan. But pizza. still, yeah, wouldn't be
2: still wouldn't be vegan.
3: Well, that's that's cheese and yeah, there's probably eggs in the
2: dough. Oh, yeah, I just thought it was very odd. I'm like, wait a minute, this is so she, so against her character to be eating pizza. De- desperate times, desperate measures. Yeah, possibly, possibly so. But yeah, we overhear the um, the film. Not really much to that at all. But yeah, she takes a pizza. I did like when the museum closed and she her head was the sunset of the display. <sighs> and then we get a nice little montage here of her just hanging out by herself in a museum. Yes. It's kind of what I, we've discussed before where it's like, how fun would it be to be in the mall when everything else is closed? You're just you're mm-hmm. there by yourself. It's just... You can just browse. Take your time. Like, I wouldn't even steal anything. I would just go... I would just take my time browsing the shops and when it opened, I'd go, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy this, I'm going to buy this.
3: But at the same time, if you... I think there's a difference between being in a department store and being in a mall, because all the shops in the mall would be closed.
2: No, but I'm just sure, I'm, I'm saying, imagine if they, would, uh, they, they didn't shut. You, oh, you had okay. the ability to, to browse, yes. Okay, then. Sorry to... Trample all over your dreams. <laughs> My dream of being locked in a mall with all the shops still <laughs> open. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a nice little montage here. She created the that's dress good. with the pins, I think they were, or whatever.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know. Yep. Playing the sax on the moon to Moon River, by the way. Yeah, the song was
2: Moon River. It was Moon River, that's right. The only thing was, I was like, where did the sax come from?
3: I thought that myself. It's like, I don't think she took that with her.
2: No, she did not. No, not at all. She had a little <laughs> backpack. She goes to um, sleep on the giant tongue. Very bitter at first, then moves to yeah. the sweet side, and she's, she's very sad. I, I thought this was very similar to um, Lisa the tree hugger.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Lousy Maggie thinks she's so great. Think she no. Oh. I miss them all so much. <laughs>
2: the family then putting up lost signs. Free beer. Now that we have your attention, missing sure. girl. PS, no beer. No beer. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really see ads like that anymore. There used to be a lot of businesses that would say you no know, sex. I mean that, that actually yeah. does happen in, in, in an episode of The Simpsons. The one with um I think it's Lisa's substitute actually. Another reference where Bart and Martin are going for the class president. That's right. And Bart has and a sex a now the attention, attention vote for Bart. Yeah. Tell you the saddest thing in the world, Dando. You see a lost
3: cat sign or a lost pet sign mm. that's just been there for ages. Yeah. It's just gone yellow. It's like they never found that pet, did they?
2: Or they just never bothered to take it down.
3: Yeah, I guess. But
2: they're not taking my feelings into account. Maybe what you should do is you should call that number just to see whether they found the cat just for some closure. Or would you <laughs> rather not they, would you, you rather not? Know? They, I think I'd rather just
3: give that cat or missing animal a happy ending. Just
2: assume they, that they made their way home. Yeah, just 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 tell yourself that, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we found your daughter's belongings Where'd you find these? Giant tongue Oh, I knew it We also discovered something very unusual at that museum Oh my god, what? Well, if you drop a feather and a bowling ball in a vacuum They'll fall at the same rate <laughs> You think you've seen it all in this job And then something like that comes along
2: Then Lisa, she's washing her hair in the, um, in the geyser and she overhears the, uh, the cops and her family talking. I was like, how do they find her stuff and then not find Lisa? I was like, like, very bizarre. But anyway, Maggie turns on the body when the family are looking in the mouth and it causes them all to fall down into the belly. Marge is, take off your shoes. There's always being a <laughs> mother. Then the platforms separate and the body tilts over. It's all just going to shit. And then this is where we get the moment you were discussing earlier with the cops asking about the picture. <laughs> and what are those called again? I don't know. The <laughs> yeah, ones where so it's can be two different things. Yeah. I'm gonna Google this. What are you? What are you typing to go? Picture that looks like two things. Black ink pictures, different. Oh, and I oh, got. Go. Oh, that's porn. <laughs> uh, what, what? What?
3: Psychiatry, maybe. No, because that's a that's more ink like block? a Rorschach test.
2: No, the ink block. That's a Rorschach test. Oh, okay. I mean. Eh, maybe this could fall under that, and yeah, R- Rochet. Yeah, that's what you think. That's what maybe that's what I'm getting confused with. But anyway, this is where we see. Uh, Wickham says to the to Lisa, your sister just has to push, or he says to the family, you don't need to push the red button. And she accidentally pushes the digest button. They try reverse psychology, that doesn't work either. She pushes the churn, and I've got here. They show Maggie getting visibly upset and sad that she can't figure it out. And I was like, oh, poor Peggy my heart broke for a second there. I was like, oh, poor baby.
3: Indeed. Dando, mm. what, just one second. Can we rewind for just a moment? Yeah. According to our friends at Wikipedia, such a thing is called an ambiguous image or reversible figure.
2: Reversible figure. Okay. Well, there you go. I did not know that. Mm. Learn something new here every week on Four Finger Discount. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Lisa apologises to, um, to Maggie. Look, uh, no, She apologises to the family, sorry. You know, and Homer's like, oh, thank God she's here just in time to see us die. And she apologises to Maggie and I've got so this is the moment I want to discuss at the start so Marge interrupts when Lisa's being all soppy with Megan she goes just tell her which freaking button to push and I was like <laughs> they used this exact joke with the exact same character in the um, Simpsons movie when they're going around the dome at the end with, on the bike and Bart and Homer have the bomb and they're like, they're, they're like being all soppy to each other and then Marge says just throw the freaking bomb <laughs> I'm like you literally copied this exact same joke in the movie like two years later uh, three oh years boy. later
0: from now on, I'm going to nurture and cherish... Just tell her which friggin' button to push.
3: It's just been one long and broken cycle Somebody
1: of... Somebody throw the goddamn bomb!
2: It mean, didn't make me angry. I was just like, wow. Like Even the exact same character says it in the exact same way. It was like the exact same joke. Was A just- good joke is worth repeating. I guess so. But she points to her red dress and red I always thought Lisa's dress was orange. Oh. It doesn't look red to me. It looks orangey. Like, Google Lisa. Google Lisa Simpson. Yeah, that's more orange. It's closer to orange than to red. You are correct. Marge Simpson, like her necklace is red and the dress of Lisa is orange. It doesn't matter, though. She points to it. It's meant to be red in the episode. Maggie knows what she's talking about. She saves the day. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> except they had to go out through the colon. Yeah, I know, and Homer's, don't say I don't take you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa is now confused. Like, why did Maggie not get it right? She's she's a genius. This is where Cow comes in and says it's because you know she's been... Learning from you, she's actually dumb. I was like, well, she's not actually dumb. But who let him in? The butler. butler. I think there's a little mo line here. It's kind of That's random, right. wasn't it?
3: It, it was very random, that whole bit, but I don't mind a bit it, of. It was funny. Absurdity. I, 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 I watched it. And I. I was like, I don't know why I'm laughing at this, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> and a play, little bit play. of a payoff later on. So, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, not even payoff, but just.
2: Continued. Yeah. Another piece to the um, to the puzzle. But they explain how Lisa was subconsciously helping Maggie because she subconsciously wants her to succeed. And I thought, that's nice. That mm, no, is. She She wanted her sister to succeed. And that's what it's like. You never want your siblings to fail. But Homer punches. Up, a cow. And he gets criticised as he's doing as he's doing it.
0: So Maggie's not a genius.
2: She could be at sweeping up hair. <laughs> That's my baby jerk. Oh, you call that a punch? I felt it, but it was like so what? Oh, again with the nose. I have a chin, you know.
1: Oh. oh, don't worry, sir. The maid and I will take him out to the curb. Come on, come on. You promised me no one would get hurt.
2: And then we end the episode with Maggie and Lisa in her bedroom and she says, Don't worry, Maggie, you'll always be a genius to me. She grabs her sax, plays it very well. For well not for babies. Not for babies. And then over the uh, over the end credits, more cow. They really wanted
3: to get as much out of Simon Cowell as they
2: could. Yeah, all like the way so. to the um to the Gracie, didn't they? All the way to the Gracie. Oh, shush yourself. Because one of them was just like, yeah, too ethnic. I was like, Oh my, hey, you're in twenty two thousand and four. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, as we just said at the start, this was a, a perfectly enjoyable episode that uh, got back to the status quo, but we got to divulge into the Lisa-Maggie relationship, which we don't usually go into all that often. We do not. No, I don't think we, have we ever really had a Lisa-Maggie story. Not too sure. I can't yeah. really recall, but I thought yeah. it was quite nice and had a, yeah. a few nice moments and a few gags. It was perfectly acceptable.
3: Yes, a, a Lisa-centric story is always good because, I mean, sorry, a Maggie-centric story is always good because it tells us... Uh, it doesn't really tell us much about Maggie because there is not a lot to tell, in all honesty. But it always tells us a bit more about the characters around her and how they relate to her. Uh, yeah, in this in this instance, I think it worked pretty well. It didn't necessarily teach us anything all that new about Lisa, no. But it was it it was a good time to spend with her, and you know, Lisa learned a little something as well.
2: What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from smart and smarter, Mister Davis?
3: Uh, that Simon Cow really was a penis, wasn't
2: he? Just. He, uh, I, I, yeah. I, 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 Guarantee he's not like this in real life, though. He's just straight up playing the character, and he plays oh, it very well. Yeah, and look, it was it's a gamble that paid off. Sort
3: of going on in on being the man you love to hate. I mean, you really want to make some serious bank from that. Yeah, and, um, and he and did. Luckily, luckily, he did. So now we can just, you know, retire to an island and um, not have anyone coming up to him and wanting to kick him square in the plums like I do. I
2: learned to never order a hot dog from a burger joint, apparently. Correct, unless it's uh, unless it's Boss Burger, they do a good one Do they? Oh, okay ch- yeah, proud new sponsors of our show, Boss Burger.
3: <laughs> Anytime you want to send us uh, one on
2: the house, hey, we won't say no
0: <laughs> From this day forward, your
3: name shall be
2: Alright, it is now time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship for Season 15 The current leaderboard stands at this In third position, we have Luke McKay In second position, we have a tie with Harry Hill, and Phil Hawkins. And in first position, six ahead of the pack, she's on 16 points, it's Nora Coker. All right. Whoa. Hit me, Mr. Davis. What have we got this week?
3: All right. And as uh, listeners of Four Finger Discount know, we're going in blind. We sure are. There is no favoritism here anymore. I do not know who came up with the following new names for Smart and Smarter. So uh, before we begin... An yes. honourable mention, this person is clearly on the same page as uh, as your old pal Guy. They gave them, They gave Smart and Smarter the new title. Simon Cowell fucking sucks. That would be
2: one Kenneth A. Rice. A. Well hey,
3: Ricey. <laughs> um, okay, one point. Yes. Goes to... Are You Smarter Than a Preschooler, which a very, I thought was... Very good w- title, yes. Yeah, I thought was in keeping with the whole reality TV thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well done, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. so, uh, but also, yeah, very correct about the episode. One point to that one. Dado. who came up with that? That was Philip Hawkins. Hawkins! Philip Hawkins
2: now on 11 points. Ooh, fly high,
3: Philip Hawkins. Uh, two points mm-hmm. go to Mind Over
2: Maggie. That is Fergus Jeffs. Fergus puts Fergus on seven points, not far behind the leaderboard. Now you're climbing up that leaderboard, Fergus. Well done,
3: nice one, Fergus. Three points. Go to. We're off to clever, cleverland. That's a very,
2: that's a great title, isn't it? It is indeed. And who gave us that one, Dender? That was the man who was in third position, who is now in second position. That is Luke McKay. Luke. Luke is now on. Uh, 12 points only 4 points now behind Nora Coker who is still in first position Ooh. Nora they're climbing up you better better hurry up better watch that butt <laughs> <laughs> so now the leaderboard stands we've still got Nora Coker on 16 and on top we've got Luke McKay on 12 and second, Phil Hawkins outright third on eleven and Garros still on the 10 points there in fourth position. Don't forget guys there are still, I think, about seven more episodes left in this season. So there's still plenty more time to catch up and get those points. So if you do want to be a part of the Guy Davis New Name Championship, you just gotta to go to patreon.com slash four finger discount where for as little as one dollar you can join the Facebook group and join in all of the fun. And if you want to be a part of the wildcard draw at the end of the season. You just gotta be on the leaderboard. It doesn't matter how many points you have. So we have the winner, and then we have the wildcard draw at the end of the season, where anyone who has made the leaderboard, whether it be just one point or 30, whatever you have, you go on, you go into the draw and you can win yourself a prize as well. Alright, Mr. Davis. Yes. Enough new names. Mr. It is now time that we reach deep and hard into that mailbag. I've never reached deep and hard into my mailbag ever. Jamal, Jamal is here! Ooh! First question here comes from Andrew JP. Who was your favourite mean judge on a reality TV slash talent show, including Red Simon's? <laughs> Probably Red Simon's. Red Simon's. Yeah. Was, he was. He was. I hated him. I despised him when I was a kid. I was like, he's a bad. He's a bad man. He is a he's bad a bad man. He's a poopy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was not a nice person. I remember going to mum. Why is he so mean? Mum was just like, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> man, like, mum I bought the know. shtick. <laughs> <laughs> But that was on Hey, Hey, Saturday, a reality show. No, a, t- a talent show. What was it? A variety show. Variety show. Hey, Hey was a variety show yeah. and Red Faces
3: was the Segment, talent show yeah. within the variety show. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. A bit of a riff on New Faces, which, um, among other things, it brought us Paul Hogan um, back in the 70s and early 80s, I believe. And they had their own version. They had a a bald gentleman named Bernard King, who I think mm-hmm. was best known as like a TV chef. Okay. Uh, but he was, you know, I think he sort of had tickets on himself. I think he fancied himself a bit highfalutin, and he was mm-hmm, okay, fine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of
2: those. Isn't there a, a, a wasn't there like a, a mean judge on the Master Chef show? The guy with the black hair, who's not on anymore, wasn't he mean? Matt Preston, or was it a bald guy? Wasn't I never watched it, so I don't know. I think Matt Preston was probably he had that air of like largely does Sophisticate. Yeah, yeah. He, fuck a Warwick cravat, So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Besides Simon Cow, they're the ones I can remember the most. Who, who's the? Is there a bad judge, like a mean judge on The Voice and all that? I don't think there is. is I it? don't
3: think there is. I I don't think you can really. I think Simon Cow may have been the like the last of the mean judges. I mean, I don't I don't really watch that, that many sort of competition shows like that. You
2: know why it is? Because cancel culture. People are too scared to say anything mean now.
3: Oh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, you, can't, yeah. you, can't, I mean-
2: you can't. You can't. You can't give an honest review if you don't like something because everyone's going to go cancel them. They're mean. A- they're a big meanie. It's a very touchy-feely kind of tone in the culture. How dare he give his thoughts and opinions right, yeah. on something? <laughs> That's my feelings. <laughs> Next question from Kenneth A. Rice, Simon Cowell. No, I'm sorry, you've just reminded. <laughs> okay.
3: There's a great movie called Ronin, uh, yeah, like yeah. a um a spy thriller from the late '90s, starring Robert De Niro and a whole bunch of other people. Ooh, that sounds that sounds it's right up my alley. It's really good. Ronin.
2: R O R O N I N. I'm going to look this up. Okay. I love I think- when I discover like a movie from like the 90s that's got like a great cast and you just know it's going to be amazing.
3: Oh, it's a chock a block with good people.
2: Awesome. Um, but
3: it's got this line in it that was sort of, um, you know, played as a, a gag back in 1998 when it came out, but uh, someone's trying to size up De Niro as like, you know, how tough he is and... Oh, did you ever kill anyone? And De Niro's like, I oh, hurt somebody's feelings once. <laughs> um, and you're like, what a badass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in 2022, it was like, oh my God, his history's greatest monster. What, what, a, what a hideous, horrible man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Kenneth A. Rice says Simon Cowell's horrible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, his character is horrible. I'm sure he's not you a horrible are, person. You are
3: correct, Rice. Yeah. Rice is the one who gave a Simon Cow. fucking sucks, right? There's,
2: there's, yes. There's Simon Cow and there's Simon Cow. There is indeed, yes. Yeah. Harrison McClure, did you ever feel that there was a difference between you and your siblings? Like one, like, was one of you more practical, practical handed, or creative, whilst the other one was academic? Okay, so was like, I'm definitely, without sounding pompous, more academic than my sister. Oh. She's she's. I think we're both very creative, but we're just creative in different ways. She's more of the arts. I'm creative when it comes to, entertainment like podcasts and video oh. work, that kind of thing. But she's creative with her. She makes, like, crystals and necklaces and things like that, so she's creative like that. Um, I don't know. What about yourself? You've got a big age gap, so I'm assuming there would be a difference with you. There is.
3: Plus, all all my siblings are girls, so they're very different. Um, I I guess. I mean, I think I have a couple of sisters who are a bit more practical, shall we say, Uh, more rational. I always say, you know, some people think in angles and some people think in curves, Mm -hmm. you know, and... I've got some sisters who think in angles they're very good at sort of like organizing finances and good at snooker maybe that too <laughs> <laughs> and some people are like oh, I, could, I could write you a good poem maybe <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah I, I would say that yeah some of my sisters are a little more practical minded than i am and but you yeah, know i think we all have plenty but of points yeah, of commonality you Quentin,
2: as well you could be pissed off Quentin Tarantino so I don't think i pissed him off I thought you... Oh, no, he, he gave you nothing. Is that right? That's correct. He pissed me off. <laughs> I didn't feel like a big man. <laughs> we didn't become besties. A couple more here. Brian Hughes, which caveman was bigger? Remember that picture? Yeah, um, neither. They're both the same. They're both the same. Blows your mind. And final question here, <laughs> Andrew Kelly. What classic prehistoric animal probably tasted the best?
3: Well, they were always eating Brontosaurus burgers uh, when mm. when Fred took the rest on, of the Flintstones out to, yeah. <laughs> to eat.
2: I always felt bad. I'm like, you ride around on a Brontosaurus every day at work and then you're eating one. What if it's its brother, mate? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't, wasn't Dino a Brontosaurus? I think
3: so, yeah. I mean, why would you... Isn't the Brontosaurus like, you know... The leaf eater, Whoa. the nice one. Yeah, and, you know, when we saw... Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and I nearly and fucking died inside. Yeah, when the when
2: the island sinks and you see that dinosaur that's like, and you know, and then you find out it was the actual one from the first movie that Alan Grant and that saw eat the tree. That, I didn't know that. Was, that. Yes, it was that exact dinosaur. Get fucked. Yeah, go fuck yourselves. I, n- I nearly walked out in protest. I was furious. Oh, but you're still going to go see Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, I, I am. Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> all right that is the mailbag for smart and smarter hope you guys enjoyed our review of the episode next episode of four finger discount we will be reviewing the ziff who came to dinner it's always great when arty ziff makes a return to the show
3: arty ziff is coming back
2: can't wait (laughs) (laughs) whenever john lovitz is involved you know you're gonna have a good time right (laughs) i'm just gonna just gonna be
3: talking like this for the whole episode can't wait (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i've been
2: trying to find that bit of um saturday not live you told me about with tom hanks i can't find it anywhere uh i'll see if i can yeah try I'll and find s- it send it to me because it <laughs> sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> all right so that is the next episode the Ziff who came in. this has been smart and smart don't forget guys if you want to support the show get access to a bunch of exclusives it helps keep the light on here and help us grow the show and grow the brand get some new equipment and whatnot. you can join the family at patreon.com slash four finger discount for as little as one single dollar we do per month it's nothing Ooh, we can keep the heater on as the wind as the temperature gets cool. that's right that is right indeed uh, don't forget to follow us on twitter at four finger pod and at four finger discount on instagram and also on facebook if you're not already facebook's booming again thankfully the uh, facebook algorithms decided yeah. that we are uh, we are worthy of our page quality back and it's all coming up uh, four finger discount at the moment we're, we're very very excited everything's
3: coming up dando <laughs> <Anger>.
2: <laughs> and guy and guy but yes this has been smart and smarter four finger discounts review hope you enjoyed it next episode the Zifu came to dinner but for now Mr. Davis any final words for those brilliant listeners out there
3: play along listeners I'll explain later shh <laughs>